The reading is from Luke chapter 2, commencing at verse 41. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. And after the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for the day. Then they began looking for him among the relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. Hear the word of the Lord. Be to God. All right, I've got a quick, quick, quick message for us this morning. This being the 1st of January, 2023. At least we don't have to write it in checkbooks anymore. I mean, that was always a pain, wasn't it? Writing the wrong date and then crossing it out and having to sign your check again. I used to own a business, so I did have to write checks. I'm not trying to identify with the older people or the more mature people in the group. All right, it's not a usual expository sermon this morning. I'm not going verse by verse. I'm just going to talk about the themes, um, themes that we just read. All right, we ready? Today's story is one of those stories that I imagine a parent would never forget. I mean, <laughs> I've never lost my children, though I've come close. There's been those moments where I've gone, Ali, where are the kids? I thought they were with you. And you know, your heart kind of stops. Where have they gone? What's going on? Now, this story, apart from being memorable, I think for this reason, it's only a snippet, isn't it? A snippet of Jesus' childhood. It's the only one recorded in the scriptures. It's quick, it's brief. And there are two things I think we can take home from it. Firstly, anxiety. Anxiety, even putting that word up, kind of gives some of us anxiety, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> to a point, it's natural. Anxiety is normal. Helps us think before we speak and act. But when it comes to faith in Christ, when it comes to walking God's plan in our lives, it's, it's not necessary. In fact, anxiety is probably one of the greatest roadblocks when it comes to following God's plan for our lives. It can rob us of our potential and even our joy. The second thing we're going to talk about is God's plan. Yes, God has a plan for you, for me, for his church, 
for all of us. It's a good, it's a perfect plan, one that we must be seeking and looking to walk towards every day of our lives. And we're not to let roadblocks like anxiety get in the way. All right, we're going to pray. We're going to work through these two things. And then I am going to head home for that nana nap. Hmm. All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your great love. Open your word to our hearts. Open our hearts to your word. Let us be in Christ. Let us hear what you are saying to us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, anxiety according to Beyond Blue. Anxiety is the most common mental health condition in Australia. One in four people suffer from it. One in three women and one in five men. Now, before I talk about it, let me be clear that anxiety is, can be very serious. And if you suffer from it, get professional help. That may well be the path God has in mind for you. And I just love it when God say, that was a miracle. And God's when doctors say, wasn't that a miracle? When you're healed and things change. And I've seen doctors say that a number of times. But having said that, today's passage is a, a glimpse of anxiety. An anxiety on one hand that's kind of normal, it's natural for any parent in this situation. And it's a bit like what happened to Ali and I at Fingal Bay some years ago in the caravan park. Well, there were some other families. Uh, there came a moment when we realised we didn't know where our then four-year-old Lily was. She was about four, wasn't she? Four? You know, she's looking at me blank. Perhaps she doesn't remember the story. I should add, it was dark, the park was full of people, and Lily disappeared. And as our anxieties began to peak, and they were peaking, we started to nervously ask around and let others know, where is Lily? And then this kid randomly comes up and goes, are you missing a child? Um, we just had that look on our faces, as I suspect. Turned out that she'd accidentally started following a different group of kids and just ran off, didn't know. She was none the wiser. She was perfectly fine and happy. But for us, that moment of anxiety was entirely justified, I think. But what about Mary and Joseph? I mean, this is Jesus. They knew who he was, didn't they? I mean, missing for three days, yeah, I mean, it's a bit more than five minutes. But it's Jesus, isn't it? They had lived the Christmas story with him. They had both had encounters with angels. They were both told in no uncertain terms who their child really was. They actually knew the path that God had for them and their child. But it wasn't just them. Many others knew as well. Take Elizabeth, Mary's cousin. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, surely that's an unmistakable event as the baby leapt in her womb when she met the pregnant Mary. She prophesied that Mary's baby was the Lord. She knew what was going on. The wise men we see in the Christmas story, rich rulers, they followed a star to find the baby Jesus, to give him wraps and give him gifts and to worship him. They knew who he was. And of course, our shepherds, we've talked about those plenty this Christmas. They saw the heavens open up. They saw an army of angels praising God and this child. And then they went and told Mary and the family. So they knew too. My point is this, we should all know God's path for our lives because he makes it clear. We should all be walking this path. As, and when we do, we will often experience the extremes of anxiety 
or peace, of trouble or calm, of worry or joy. And if you're sitting there thinking, I don't know what God's plan for my life is, well, we're going to get to that. But what else should we expect as we allow our creator to work through us to do his good and right purposes? Now, it's no walk in the park. Nobody's saying that. But it's a wonderful, beautiful, perfect walk. And it's no simple matter. And as we walk in Christ, we should realize that there is much expected of us. Of course, he gives us everything, including the life of his son, the peace child, the peace offering. But the reality is he does expect much from us. For a start, he expects us not to be anxious about the plans he has for us. Paul says it all, doesn't he, in Philippians 4. Do not be anxious about anything. Easy to say. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, there's the key. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. But wait, there's more he expects us to be obedient to. Remember, Jesus was obedient to his parents as they walked the path that God had for them. In the book of James, the Bible speaks of us Christians as doers of the word. We don't just walk the walk. We don't just talk the talk. We walk the walk. Obedience was expected of Joseph and Mary. Even in this difficult situation, a child missing for three whole days. Now, we're not just expected to put our anxiety to one side and to be obedient. We're actually expected to receive joy and excitement too. Take Elizabeth, Mary's cousin again. She could have so easily been jealous of Mary's greater blessing. But no, she rejoices with her instead. Think of the joy it would have been for these people to see the risen Jesus, to see people healed and much more. A difficult road? Certainly had road bumps, didn't it? But there is always joy and excitement. But surely the hardest thing in walking our walk is to deny anxiety. All those what ifs. What could possibly happen if I actually walked the path? I know it can be for me. Just last year, and that was yesterday, I felt the weight of anxiety trying to suck the life out of my work here. You know, the tightening of the chest, the, the weight on your shoulders, it's, it's, it's not pleasant. And I know I'm not alone. But that's what the enemy often tries to say. You're alone. You're walking this by yourself. No one's doing it with you. What about what they're doing? There's so many buts and what's and ifs. And I know it's false anxiety. But it's anxiety nonetheless. So yes, I'm preaching to myself this morning too. And I don't want this for anyone. Neither does God. And So let me say as Paul does. Pray on these things. Ask God to take the anxiety to help us step into his plan. God never just gives us an instruction and says, go do it. He never gives us, it's not like flat pack. You don't just get this box of stuff and you're expected to understand the instructions and put it together all on your own. God always comes alongside us, walks with us, helps us figure out what those silly screws are for that are shaped like who knows what. You know, I've built some flat pack this Christmas as well. 
Even my ordination vows, you know, these great lofty promises to protect the people, to walk the path, to honour the scriptures, they're always said with God's help. We do these things with God's help. Which brings us to our second point, God's plan. Each of these people I've mentioned, they stepped into God's plan for their lives and Jesus was no different. In our Bible reading, we see him stepping into the Father's plan for his life, a plan that at first baffles and surprises others. I mean, it's a pretty risky plan, actually, if you think about these. They, they hold seriously to this idea, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child from the Psalms. I suspect Jesus' back chat would have been a bit difficult or risky. Jesus' path would have been the wrong exit as far as many are concerned to disrespect his parents as so. But this was the good and perfect plan that God had laid out for him. But it's not just for Jesus. The Old Testament book of Jeremiah, a classic verse, says it so well. For I know the plans I have for you. This is God speaking to Jeremiah. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, that's anxiety-busting stuff, isn't it? Clearly, Jeremiah is anxious about the plan God has for him. And then God speaks such powerful words into his life. Hope and a future. That's what lies before us as we make this decision, as we walk with Christ. Well, I'm almost done because it's New Year's Day. So let me ask the question. What is your New Year's resolution? What is it? What could it be, though, if we tack on the end with God's help? What could we dare to do this year knowing that it's with God's help? Doesn't that put a new a spin on what we could do, what we could step into? With God's help. What have we discovered? We've discovered that there's no place for anxiety in our walk with Christ. Sure, it may happen, but anxiety is a product of the fall, a product of sin and human doubt. And with God, none of these things are necessary. And of course, God's plan. We must think bigger. We must think bigger. Knowing God is going to help us walk the walk and talk the talk, how much more can we pray? How much more can we ask him for? And when we do, 2023 may just be the year that we move mountains. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you for your great love. We thank you that you have a perfect path for us. Help us to walk that path. Help us to see it, to realise it, to read your scriptures, to discover it for ourselves. And Lord, we pray that you speak to each of us this morning. In Jesus' name.